Welcome to the Ages Comics of Alaska podcast, where we tell Alaskans what to put in their box at Alaska's comic book shop. I always wished I could do something better than comics, but there didn't seem to be anything. This is the Ages Comics of Alaska podcast, and now your hosts, Lou and Amy Joe. Hey guys, it is Lou and Amy Joe here, and we are happy to have Christiane uh, Allison here, local author, activist, public speaker, award winning, award winning, damn yes. it. And we are here to uh, uh, ask her some questions, and of course to promote her book that we're going to have available at the shop. And we're really excited and honored to have your book at our shop. And uh, before we do that, just some. Some quick housekeeping for those of you that want more information about the, the shop and where you can find her books. Feel free to visit our website. We will have a link to her book and her website on the comments for this for this podcast mm-hmm. and uh, simultaneous YouTube channel uh, video. And of course, we will also have a link on our website where you can go and find out more about the author and to see more about what she's putting out there with books. And please come by the shop, Alaska's Comic Book Shop, to come pick up an actual copy of her book. But uh, the other thing, to support us uh, and to support the content that we have going on here, whether it be... This is going to be a little more toned down, I think. Normally, we get a little zany here. We do get uh, a little zany, but, you know, (laughs) I'll keep it low-key this one time. Yeah. Even though this is episode 21. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's episode 21. It is. We're not going to pop bottles this time because we're responsible but adults. It's 21, so this is going to be an adult conversation <laughs> it about is an adult conversation. children's books and yes. uh, your new uh, book that you, uh, you just put yes, out. Our theme is very is going to be a very appropriate theme. So. <laughs> and then uh, please make sure to like, subscribe, and share this mm-hmm. with your friends and family. And uh, we're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers. Yes. That's our goal. And then, of course... Uh, uh, Please uh, remember to support us on our Patreon, our Patreon at uh, Aegis Comics Alaska. Mm-hmm. And we're Alaska's comic book shop, so we're excited to host local authors and, of course, the latest titles that are available to everybody. So, Absolutely. Uh, Got to talk about our sponsor. That's right. Our sponsor, EGS, Expert Grading Service. Mm-hmm. Expert Grading Service out of Florida. Thank you, Tony Trombetta, for... Uh, allowing us to offer your product here at the shop. So if you want to get those books graded. see some of his work right here. That's uh, right. I was like, there's another one over there. He's hands down the best. Tony's our favorite. So there's And that. link is in the comments as as usual. Yes. And, and the, there's a and link in the description below. So make sure that you check him out. And we are an official drop-off for those books that you want to get submitted. Mm-hmm. So let's get started. Uh, let's Christian, right. thank you so much for being here today. I'm so thank super excited. Right. We've got we've got four books to talk about. All I have a feeling those two have a theme. Those two have a theme. Wherever you want to start, let's talk about it. All righty. Um, well, we can go ahead and start with my children's picture books. Um, they are an award-winning series of children's picture books um, that are specifically for children who are affected by the criminal justice system. Okay. Um, and so, Why Can't Uncle Come Home is the first book in the series. Um, the series is called Where Is Uncle? Okay. 
And why can't Uncle Come Home um, it won five honorable mentions in the Purple Dragonfly Children's Book Award oh. in 2019. Oh, my. Um, it is the first children's you book go, girl. World, to my knowledge, on the subject of wrongful conviction for very young children. Okay. Um, so, as we all know, because of the National Registry of Exonerations, wrongful conviction is just a sad reality of our world today, um, and really throughout history. Yeah. And children are affected by those. And so, this is a resource for them to be able to see in a picture book, in a story, um, really what that means. And these books are focused so that children can have something that they know they can do to help in those situations. Because right. that's what every adult is looking for, too. Absolutely. And it's just as important for children. And so, it talks about, you know, writing letters, talking on the phone, mm -hmm. um, you know, just. Those things that a child can do, drawing pictures, absolutely, um, to to be actively engaged in those processes. Yes. Um, and there, and the second book in the series, Timmy and Kate Go to Visit, is specifically about prison visitation for very young oh, children. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if they're going to go through that visitation experience, you can actually read this in advance so that they can know what to expect. And it says, okay, these are the rules mm -hmm. for Timmy and Kate. You can explain, okay, where we're going, these are the rules, so that they know what oh, to expect. Oh, perfect. Now, and I know that this specifically um, touches on wrongful conviction, and I'm assuming the other side of that coin, where there is maybe someone who had a conviction that may not be wrongful, that right. that book is still very applicable for, you know, just explaining the process, I would Absolutely. assume. I, I apologize. I haven't had a chance to read it yet. You just brought it here yesterday and I wish I would have had time to read it, but I haven't yet. So I just wanted to make sure that it does kind of touch on all of it. Right. And so this first one really focuses on wrongful conviction and it paints the picture um, because Timmy uh, is reminded of a situation where there was a vase that was broken in the house. Okay. Uh, and Timmy blamed Kate because he knew that he wasn't the culprit. Oh, uh, in reality, okay. Mama knew and Mama understood that the earthquake that morning had actually caused the shelf to break, so no one was at fault. But oh. he had made that assumption, and so it goes through the understanding that okay, this is why you know we're very right. specific about you know what we did and did not see, and, and those oh, kinds perfect. of things for children. Um, and then the the, set, the sequel, Timmy and Kate Go to Visit, is still with the same characters, so you're still following that same situation. Right. But it talks about all of the aspects. And that's probably yeah. the one that's a little bit more universal for each side of yes, that. Oh, absolutely. okay, perfect. Yeah. Oh, that is absolutely awesome. Um, I totally love, is she holding on to a squirrel? It's Bunny. Oh, yeah. it's Bunny. I was like, I'm sorry. My eyes, I obviously okay. need to wear the glasses. I was yeah. like, okay. I was like, if it's a squirrel, I was like, we got an unbeatable squirrel girl out there, so that'd be perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and Bunny is her, is um, kind of a character in the book. Oh, okay. They're, they're going on an Easter egg hunt in the beginning. Oh. And then when they find out that they get to go visit Uncle, it's very exciting. It's the first time they're getting to oh, go. Oh, that's um, so awesome. And she wants to bring Bunny back, but they have to explain, like, oh, Bunny has to stay in the locker, and you get to tell Bunny about it when they come back out, and there's what a wonderful out. thing yeah. and I think that especially in those situations you know people forget that kids need that explanation they need to know you can't expect a five-year-old to understand walking into a door that's confined and then the, that door to this door and then right. drop your stuff off and then all of those different processes for kids to really even grasp that. Heck, adults don't even grasp that most of the time. It's very intimidating. And the reality is that, you know, these times are very precious for those families because, mm -hmm. you know, regardless of the circumstance of why that person is in there, uh, you know, it's proven that 
that recidivism for people who are in those situations is dramatically reduced when you maintain those family ties. Yeah. Mm. And the outcomes for children are dramatically improved when they're able to maintain those family ties. Um, and so the more that you can give them an expectation of what is going to be happening when they go through that experience in advance, Mm-hmm. the more likely they're able to have a positive experience because they know what to expect and they're able to actually experience the moment and experience that conversation or getting to get that hug, you know, or whatever they might be having um, without worrying about, you know. And children, in my experience, have different fears than we do. Oh, absolutely. You know, as adults, we know, you know, people are in there for all different kinds of reasons. We tend to focus on the people, whereas the children will focus on, that metal detector is huge and it's loud and it beeps and I don't want to go through there. You know, they yeah. have completely different fears. And so this kind of addresses a lot of those. And um, that is so fantastic. know that in advance, that those things aren't going to hurt them. Oh, that is just absolutely wonderful. I, I can't thank you enough for even just having having the gumption to put that together. Um, for, for full disclosure, I have the uh, artistic ability of a gnat. So <laughs> like my, uh, my, my stick figures are just about as amazing as my husband's and this one. I'm so. going to need you to stop disrespecting that. Uh, <laughs> there's a big story behind that. So that I had to, I had to give that little bit of a dig because that's what I do. Um, so that, that is awesome. And so those came out in 2018, you said? So Why Can't Uncle Come Home came out in 2018. Okay. Um, Susie and Kate Go to Visit came out in 2019 in part through us, through an individual artist award that I received from the Rasmussen Foundation. So they are oh. they are in there, and, and I'm hugely appreciative to them for helping sponsor that, that work and make so that possible. Awesome. Um, and since you brought up the artistry, actually, the illustrator is Liz Shine, and she is an illustrator out of Anchorage, Alaska. So it's because that name is very that is does she have? Gosh, that name is just so familiar, and I can't I can't place it. I must have. Seen her work at some point. Yeah, she has a lot somewhere. of she has a lot of work in that's um, digital artwork and, oh. and handmade artwork. She's just is very very talented. Oh, that's ab. Yeah. You know what? And you know, for a born and raised Alaskan, you know, we we tend to to stick with our own, for lack of a better term. You know, we don't outsource very often unless we have to. So I just I think that that is just absolutely awesome. Like I absolutely commend you for those. Those are wonderful. Yeah. In fact, all of my books are completely from graphic design to text and interior design are completely Alaska made. Heck so, yeah. So we should just uh, start putting that uh, sticker on there, the Alaska grown because like byproduct, you know, be like mm, Alaska grown too. And we may not have made the paper, but you know, should have anyway. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, this is the most quiet I've ever been because I, I'm blown away by this. Uh, 26 years in law enforcement, we always ignore this side of it. We mm-hmm. always ignore the byproduct of the arrest, the byproducts of those contacts, and how the kids are experiencing the whole thing. And I've always been an advocate that we needed to do more. But when you have, you you have these departments run by managers and not leaders a lot of times and you have poor funding and you have politics that get involved and you have, uh, burnout people, burnt out people. You have great prosecutors and then you have the prosecutors that are looking for the scorecard to be a judge one day, to be a judge one day. And then you have to deal with all of that. And, you know, I've always wondered if, and, and we won't delve too deeply into crazy stuff, but I always wondered if we had elected 
DAs up here, would it be different than, the, mm-hmm. you know, or I, there's would so many, yeah, would, yeah, would things yeah. happen differently if they were elected, like in the lower 48 and all kinds of stuff. But I love that you have addressed an issue that always goes on the wayside. And then what ends up happening is if these kids don't have their, you know, their day for us to hear how it's affecting them and to give them the tools to cope, they're the ones that we end up dealing with later on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And there's a lot of um, great, I can't think of the names, I apologize off the top of my head, but great Alaska counseling resources and whatnot right here in the Matt Sioux. Um, And I I attended a wonderful community presentation on intergenerational trauma um, and the fact that these kids are affected biologically, not just mentally and emotionally, but biologically for the rest of their life by those experiences because Mm -hmm. incarceration is recognized as an adverse childhood experience um, nationally. One of those things that that will impact that child's life. And so Mm -hmm. anything that we can do to improve the outcome of that situation is, in my mind, essential. And you run into that same bias in the publishing industry, to be very honest. Um, I remember the first time that I pitched, why can't Uncle come home to, um, uh, I believe she was an agent um, in the traditional publishing world, uh, you know, the response that I got was, well, that seems a little dark for children. <laughs> and I was like, well, but they're still they're dealing with through it. Yeah. Whether we give them resources or not. So I'm not okay with just negligently not creating any resources for them. I'm going to do it. Wow. Um, and so that's why these books are um, self-published is because I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to let those resources not exist. So. Right. Uh, I applaud you. Uh, yes. Yeah. Every award that you've received was well earned on these. Absolutely. Yes. And we're honored to have these at the shop and we're we're gonna do our best to promote them. Absolutely. And now let's move on to those other two books. I'm so excited to read oh, these. Yeah, so, yeah, so this book these books are part of my series that's called The Infinitus Saga. And as you can imagine, it's going to be a series of books. Um, it's not just gonna be just gonna be these couple. Um, but the first one that we have is the prelude to the Infinitus Saga. And um, this one is a novelette. So it's a, a short introduction to the series. And it's a series of events that happens before the main saga and before the huge, er, the steamroller starts rolling. Okay. Um, but uh, it's told from the perspective of Arthur Mallory, who is a shirker, uh, which is in that period of time, um, a uh, kind of the homeless population of the future. Um, and he has Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, which is a genetic connective tissue disorder. Um, and so because of that, um, he lives in a world where those people are, 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 are kind of put away, or that, that's the rumor. Shun. Those people are, are um, institutionalized. Oh, or, or really okay. Put away. And so, um, so he lives as a shirker, but he ends up in a situation where he goes and seeks out resources, seeks out help in the heart of the very community he was raised to fear. Um, the whole series is a dystopian sci-fi that specifically falls into the category of cyberpunk. So for anybody who's not familiar with that, um, cyberpunk is yes. basically a future dystopian world where um, it's either the world or the region that you're in is, is run by a, a large computer system. Um, in these books, that computer system is directly run off of the human brain. Oh. Um, <laughs> so every hence the cover. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, that is and, and, and the wonderful brain and the little. I dig that. 
dig that so much. That's by fantastic. The way, these covers were created by um, local Anchorage artist Brandon Moore. Um, oh, wow. So he is the designer for these, and, and they're just absolutely gorgeous. They're I adore them. <laughs> fantastic. Well, and I just, I, um, I don't know, and I'm sure... This is going to show my hippie roots. My parents were, were hippies growing up. Because for me, I see that background, which is more like that network thing. But for me, I'm thinking of it like honeycombs and like that network of like a, a hive and everything. So that's where my brain went with that. And I was right. like, oh, I was like, but I come from hippies. So there's that. Well, without getting too technical, a lot of it is based off of buckyballs. And I don't know if you've heard that of that before, but it's basically buckyballs and carbon nanotubes they're nanotechnology and so okay. every citizen in the globe that is connected to the grid or the global reformation interface and database um, is given an injection at two years old um, and it grows the wetware inside of their brain outside of their own carbon from their body oh my. And they mentally connect to the global computer system that runs the world and you've got ai that control various aspects of day-to-day -day life you Literally close your eyes, you tune the lights down, you close your shutters on your windows, you do all of the things that we would do manually through your mental wetware. Oh, That's happening now <laughs> with voice commands. With, with you know, she's done it before. We've, done, yeah, we've been in a hotel in the low 48 on vacation or something, and she's like, hey, Google. And I was like, no, that doesn't work here. <laughs> Only at the house. You know? yeah. <laughs> right, right. And so this is just so funny because I was telling him last night, I ran into my seventh grade English teacher at the grocery store last night. And in seventh grade, we read uh, Fahrenheit 451 and oh, fantastic book. And, and I think that that is what it reminded me of because you got rid of the books and everything was about being digitalized and being connected and those things. The other book that she had us read was Harrison Bergeron, which also was about making everyone the same. So if you were athletic, you had to wear weights so that you couldn't be more athletic than anyone else. If you were pretty, you had to wear a cape so that people couldn't see you. And it was about making everyone all the same. And I ran into her last night because he and I were discussing just kind of how the world is kind of going right now that whole either you you believe in what i believe or you're wrong and i hate you right. instead of being able to actively disagree with someone right. and maybe learn something and have that discourse, have that discourse right. of friendship not just all of a sudden well you have to be you know we have to argue and it's mm -hmm. like no we could discuss this and you can tell me what your beliefs are i can tell you what mine are and we can both walk away going wow i i really gained some value from that, I didn't realize X, Y, and Z, or I can appreciate your viewpoints. They're not mine, but it's like right now in this world that we're kind of, in my opinion, I should throw that out there. In my opinion, we're, we're going away from like that. And we're going more towards that, almost that computer technology. It's like, it's not technology. It's just not good. And it's like, what? Well, and with these books, um, the, the society that, that um, I've created is really taking a lot of the things that you see in our culture and our environment today and pushing them as far as they can go, um, or in my mind, as far as I can see them going. Right. And so the world is run by um, the Global Fellowship, and that's the name of the first book. That's the, the global government that runs everything. And in the Global Fellowship, every citizen of Earth um, is... Um, turned over by their birth mother at two years old. And so all, there are no families. All people are raised by the community. You are raised by the community as a community member um, and given access to the grid 
gives and a whole new meaning to it takes a village. <laughs> it is all about <laughs> it's all about independence. It's all about, you know, me and the focus on me and and they don't have the same kind of relationships that we do in in our world today. In fact, in the series, um, especially in Infinitus, the story of Arthur's sister Gina, Gina Mallory, um, there's actually a condition called obsessive attachment syndrome. Um, and the whole world lives in fear of this condition, obsessive attachment syndrome. Um, but if you read into the fine details of that, it's actually describing a loving relationship between individuals. Yeah, and they don't uh, and like that can this. be the kinds of things that you would see between a parent and a child, between a friend and a friend, between, you know, lovers, between whatever. And But it's classified as a mental illness in the future that everyone has to watch out for. This is so off topic, but have you seen this series? It's a Netflix series. Um, it's called The 100. No, I haven't, actually. So I think you would really enjoy it. So right now in their, their last season, that's one of the things. There's this other group of people, and they take embryos, and they it's the whole entire society raises these kids. And they and they, the people that weren't raised that way, they'd ask them, they're like, well, why, why do you do that? And he goes, well, have you ever been hurt by someone you love? Right. You know, well, we, right. we don't have that here because no one actually belongs mm -hmm. to one person. Your daughter can't make you upset your husband, you know, all these things. And so that just totally reminded me of that. I think you would really enjoy that series. It's actually pretty good. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's, and it's kind of that, that very futuristic, uh, thing right. after a global apocalypse and all that other good stuff. So, you know, yeah, that's. That is absolutely... I think it's perfect timing that I know that um, right now one of our top selling books is the Cyberpunk because it's uh, linked to the video game that's about to come out with Keanu Reeves oh, as right. one of the characters. Right. That looks exciting. And <laughs> now we have a local author that already beat them to the punch. But, yeah. We win. But Alaska wins. Ha ha. No, uh -huh. but uh, I love... I, yeah. One of my favorite like side elements of um, Infinitus, the main novel, um, and it's also in the Global Fellowship, is that the main character, Gina Mallory, has um, a pet bat. And bats don't make good pets, so please do not And they have giant bats over there, and we went with collars. With, but they were it was it was a necklace, and so they all had necklaces with their names on them and everything, and oh they were gosh. very tame. And all they wanted to do was lick your skin because I was sweating profusely because I'm from Alaska and I wasn't used to that climate. So they were like, "Oh hey, salty, come here." And so we have pictures of us with these. I mean, they were 12 feet wingspan. I mean, they were huge. I love bats. Yeah, I'm, they were. I'm biased. I yeah. yeah they, oh, so that's just, that's really cool. I'll have to show those pictures later. Those are, yeah. they're, they're, well, and we're in traditional Indonesian uh, 
royal royal, royal uh, robes. robes and yeah. like the headdress oh, and everything. So cool. Oh, it's super fun. And you know, they're like, "Do you want to hold these bats?" And I was like, "Well, why not?" So we had already held monkeys earlier that day, so why not? So that'd be those were pretty cool. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm so yeah. excited to yeah, take these. So no, I work I'm on the slope, so I'm so excited to take these up to work with me. So I have a new book to read. That's awesome. And hopefully we'll be able to schedule a signing with you at one point, too. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, we're really excited about that. Yeah, we have a whole little area that we just do local authors. And um, there's there's a it's a two-book series by uh, Dave Wilson. And it's called uh, Looking for Day and Finding Kai. And it's uh, kind of the, the teen... What's the word for it? The... the, the teeny bopper but there's a different young word adult. for it thank you <laughs> i was like teeny bopper is not the right word and i was like but that young adult read and it's and it's kind of the um if certain people have magic abilities and different abilities but what do you do with the good and the bad there's right. how do you how do you adjust to those different things so those are absolutely my mother and i both we we couldn't put them down they were incredible and helps that i knew dave and i used to work with them so yeah or i know him new is a past tense so i know dave and used to work with them and so they are just wonderful books as well so i'm so excited to add to that area because i just i love something i think it's very alaskan i don't Full disclosure, I've never really lived anywhere else but Alaska. I tried north of Seattle a little, south of Seattle a little bit, but whew, it took nine months and I ran back home. <laughs> I was like, nope. And so I just always feel like it's such an Alaskan thing that we always promote one another. And instead yes. of stepping on someone, it's like, oh, you've got this cool, bring it here. We'll, we'll help, you know? Yes. And I think that that's not something I've seen anywhere else. In fact, if there are any other aspiring writers out there that are watching this, um, I'm the president of the Alaska Writers Guild currently. Oh, fantastic. And, um, we do wow. monthly meetings in Anchorage, in the Valley, um, and in the interior, although 2020. Yeah. Um, yes. We're doing that once yes. a month online right now. Um, but we do writers workshops and we do things trying to, oh, I mean, fantastic. it's a wonderful, beautiful community. And, you know, I have three or four friends this year who just had a book come out oh, um, how in awesome. 2020 in the middle of the chaos. Yeah. You know, and we're all promoting each other and marketing each other. Um, you know, Dante Medina just came out with um, a book called The Truth Project, mm. um, which is written entirely in verse. Uh, which I admire amazingly. I don't think I could do oh that. My goodness. <laughs> and wow. um, you know, Lolo Page came out with um, Alaskan Spark. She's she's a former um, firefighter and uh, wildland firefighter. And so oh, okay. her, she's written a romance that's between wildland firefighters. One of them is a, a smoke jumper. Um, and uh, and then Caitlin Buxbaum just came out with uh, Interstitials, which is a book about poetry. Oh and, my goodness. Um, yeah, it's, there's so much talent here. There's so much talent. And like you said, we all try to promote each other and yeah. just make each other aware of what we've got because we've got so much talent. And I think Alaska, you know, obviously, you know, it's so funny you say Alaska down in the lower 48 and everyone's just like, oh my gosh. And it's like, no, we don't take, you know, dog sleds to work. I mean, I do actually work in the Arctic and yes, there are really actually polar bears around where I'm at. I'm like, but that's kind of specific. But, and I think that up here, you know, we're always, we're always rooting for each other. Uh, oh, besides Anchorage, but there's that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, we are, we're really always rooting for one another. And, and even in the big cities to the, to the, lo the smaller communities, we're always, you know, pumping one another up. And I think that's one of the reasons why in Alaska, the, um, 
like the the little uh, like the Friday flea markets and the you know the vintage market here and this year and everyone all these little local crafts and authors and this that and, you know heck the food truck industry up here <laughs> has saved me on multiple levels on I don't want to get dinner oh but that food truck's open hey you know but we all support one another someone's like hey I'm gonna try this and people show up for for miles and I love that about up here so and this is. Your, your children's books, I'm so excited for because that's such a a topic that, it's not taboo, but people don't know what to talk about. Right. They don't right. know how to even start that conversation. Right. And to give this and to give someone, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, Dr. Seuss talks about a lot of things, you know. You got a beetle battle on a bottle with a poodle eating noodles, you know, not that I've read that book more than once in my life. Um he did get the ABC wrong, uh, wrong with, it's not Aunt Annie's alligators, it's Aunt Amy's alligators. <laughs> all of my family, everyone gets that book and we cross that out and we write my name in there <laughs> for all the kids. But I just, I love that this gives someone a platform of how to even start that conversation. That's just right. wonderful. Well, and these ones specifically are written um, uh, from the direct observations of children in those situations. And so all of the examples in there are things that are very real. Um, I remember when I first wrote, Why Can't Uncle Come Home? You know, it just landed on me. It just, boom, the whole book was right there. I, I wrote it all out. I tried to capture it as well as I could. And then, um, you know, my, uh, my nephew came to me at some point. Uh, it was Christmas. It was Christmas after I'd already written it. Because the example in the book is that um, Timmy blames his little sister Kate for a vase being broken. Um, but he didn't actually see her do it. And... Um, that Christmas, we were all in the house, it was a big bus, I have a huge family, huge family. Um, and everybody's all going around, there's like 10 people in this room, there's six people in that room, and there's this crash. I mean, this this epic crash. And everybody goes, where are the children? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and starts counting heads. Um, and we all look around and we're like, the, a shelf inside of the, the display case had, the pegs had worked their way loose from the vibration uh-huh. of people walking on the floor and it literally just collapsed and a whole bunch of stuff fell out and a couple mugs got broken, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, and right after it had happened, like, you know, I'm just trying to clean it up and about to go tell my father-in-law, I'm sorry, the thing just collapsed. You know, no, none of the children were around. We barely right. Mm-hmm. You know? And my nephew runs up to me and he pulls on my shirt and goes, Auntie, Auntie. And I'm like, oh, what, 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 what? And he goes, um, his sister did it. <laughs> and I went, I just wrote this. And no I sat down really way. close to him and I said, Now, sweetie, why would you say that she did it? And he goes, Well, I didn't do it. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And I felt so validated, you know, because I was right. like, Yes, this is exactly the kind of behavior that you right. see with children that age. And it connects, it makes that connection with something that's like this high concept that we have a hard time grasping right you know but it brings it down to that to that child level you know and and, um and who knew you predicted the big old earthquake we had in 2018 too so you know there's that as well you know i mean i just thought of that i was like that big earthquake was in 2018 so you know there's a whole lot of reason why all that came to pass yeah so and and similarly so this one is based off of you know real observations of real children and, and things that they've gone through and these ones, um, I actually have Ellen Denham syndrome. Um, mm. So that is a genetic condition that I live with. And 
Um, I remember I was complaining to my mother at some point about the fact that like nobody understands what it's like to live in this body. Nobody understands. And she looks at me and she goes, well, nobody's written it, have they? And I was like, oh, oh, ouch. Don't you hate it when moms do <laughs> that? Mom. You just turn that just a little bit more, <laughs> you know? You know, and, and it was amazing because I, I decided at that point, I was like, no. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna have my main characters. I'm gonna have this. You're gonna and and both books. It's unusual, but they're both written from first person present tense perspective. So you are inside of their body as they're going through these experiences. You know, you're you're running in a situation of you know running, jumping, climbing trees with a character that physically is breaking down because of the pressure being put on them, and so. You know, what I ended up putting in there at first just to, you know, convey that message and, and to give people a peek inside of that actually ended up starting to drive the plot. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. Oh, that's <laughs> but, so awesome. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's definitely That's going to check the box with the people that are into the VR right now. Yeah. Too. Gives them that first person player yeah. type, you know, oh feel. Yeah. That is just absolutely but, well, awesome. Well, we see here, um, we have your, your, whoop, let's do this here. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, set up your website here. Let's see. This should work now. Let's see if that works. That works. There it is. All right. So we have your website here. And so when people visit your website, we see your book there. And is there... What type of information can they find on your website? The... Uh, um, it's so, the uh, uh, allisonpublishing.com. Yeah, allisonpublishing.com. They will be able to find information on both series. So there is a section for the Infinitus Saga. There's a section for Where's Uncle. Um, and they'll be able to find that they can um, purchase the books either directly on Allison Publishing. They can find all of the online options. They can, um, uh, they'll be able to find that it's available here as well. Um, and... Uh, just all the different ways that they can access that. They can sign up for my newsletter. So if they're interested in when the sequel is going to come out, um, <laughs> they can sign up for my newsletter and find out when that's coming. I'm in the process right now, I promise. Uh, that's awesome. And, uh, and Does yeah. it also have links for the, oh, the president of the writer's... Associate, right? You were the Alaska Writers Guild. Thank you. Yes, it does not have any links to the Alaska Writers Guild. It says that I am. Okay, <laughs> but from there, from there, they'll be able to, you know, copy yeah. that. And yeah, be able to go to um, the Alaska Writers Guild.com. Okay. Yeah, Alaska okay. Perfect. Guild.com will take them there, and um, and we have information under the events uh, section there to let you know, like when the webinars are coming up. We have one coming up um, on October twenty eighth which is a Wednesday, and it's going to be on National Novel Writing Month. Do you guys know what that is? No. no. It's a very exciting program. It is international, um, oh. and it is a challenge to writers everywhere um, to write 50,000 words in 30 days or to write a novel in 30 days. Um, and so people are able to participate in that through their website internationally, and, and Alaska competes with all the other states, and the country competes with all the other countries. As far as you know, how many millions of words we can crank out in that period right. of time? Right. Well, everyone thinks we're international when it comes to shipping, so I mean, we really should get both of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. So we check, check, Out check, conus. check, check. You know. Out conus, yeah. <laughs> so we just compete with everybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but, um, but yeah, the, the, We're the elite. <laughs> the presentation on the 28th is going to be a webinar, and it'll be from one of our librarians from the Chugach East River Branch, 
and um, our uh, municipal liaison for Anchorage that run that program during wow. the month of November, and they're going to be talking about it. So. Oh, that is so fantastic. Oh, I'm so excited. You better put one of each of those aside for me before you put them up for yes. sale because I'm going to buy those. <laughs> so um, there's that. Now, when he tries to talk to me at the house, I'm one of those. He can literally look at me and I'll, I'll say like, uh-huh, yep. <laughs> and I have no idea what I just agreed to. My, my husband is a speed reader and I feel your pain. Yes. <laughs> yes. And there's yes. times where he'll just be like, but you, and I'm like, no, I didn't. No, 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 I didn't. I was like, leave me be. I need to be in my book right now so yeah. there's very yeah once i'm into a book there's no i just i have to i have to get to this point where i can okay now i'm not going to be thinking about wondering about what's happening okay now i can right yeah oh and so you said cool. the sequel is going to come out soon because once i get into this i'm gonna need you to come out with that so I'm gonna I'm working, that. I'm <laughs> another cool rabbit hole too is that um both books have a playlist that's available on spotify so if you're interested oh. in the music that inspired the book Wow. Um, or that just matches oh, the tone I love the that that has that yeah. multifaceted. Wow. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. Well, check, so check, check. Those, those are all awesome. awesome. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, that is so cool. I, uh, I'm so excited. I'm so Thank excited. Thank you so much for uh, choosing us to have this here with us. And uh, hopefully we can get you to sign them. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. That's one of the things that we love. We love being able to know when the author signed it as well. People are like, what? Right, it's, right. it's just super fun thank, uh, thank you so much for your time thank you for uh, yes. uh, thank you for having the courage yeah. to write these books and I mean that specifically when it comes to those children books because that's not like you said you went to a, an agent and they were like mm, and you had courage that a lot of people don't have and I commend mm. you for that especially for people who worked on one side of law enforcement you know this is such a need and and I, I, I cannot Thank Absolutely you enough for having that you. courage and, and having that faith and, and going forward with that. It is so commendable. So, yeah, there's that. Well, uh, hopefully we can have you on again when you get your next. Yes. When Camaro Rising comes out. Yes. Ooh, we know the name. We yeah, in fact, I didn't even mention that. But the other cool aspect of the, of the series is that there are animal-human hybrids um, that are part of the general population. Um, from old world super soldier programs that were experimented um, back before this period of time. Uh, but it still reemerges in the population through the genetics because genetics are funny that way. Yeah, that wow. genetic splicing. I'm thinking of that movie, uh, Jupiter, Jupiter Ascending. Yeah, Jupiter Ascending. Yeah, I was like, yeah. yeah. I was like, we all know why I watched that. I was like, <laughs> it was the main male, male character. So, and with this one, instead of having like one animal that they're, that they're specifically... Um, you know, related to, they may have a dozen. They may have various Ooh. aspects that come from all kinds of genetics that were all twisted up and interrelated. So, oh, that's um, fantastic. There's another population that's having to live inside of that community that, as you said, wants conformity. Um, and uh, and to be different. Nice. Yeah. And that, that courage of being who you are, trying to conform or right. all that other stuff. So, and I'm, I'm that person who I'm like, you, you do you boo. Like, and if it <laughs> makes you happy, go do it. It was kind of like when, when we opened this store, to be very honest, I grew up in Sutton. It's a town of 500 people. When I was raised, we didn't have comic books. I'm sure they were somewhere, but I did not have them. So it wasn't until we opened this store that I actually read one. And to now see in the comic book life, the, the different aspects of life that walk through that door, you can't, you can't guess 
who's going to walk in that door. It could be some person who's making six figures every month who just absolutely loves this one particular title to a little kid who saved up his allowance just because, oh, he really just wants to come read a Spider-Man book, you know, or, right. <laughs> and, and everything in between. Mm-hmm. And, and it is so fun to see that. And, mm-hmm. and I think that, I think comic shops generally get that, oh, it's just this one type of people that, there's always going to be that one type that's always here. But no one really expects all the other outliers oh, yeah. that walk in the door. And I just, I love that about here. We just came in here the other day for my nephew and we ended up getting a couple of the Invader Zims. That's <laughs> so awesome. They're such a cute, I love it. It's yeah. so awesome. I love that this place has become Switzerland too. Yeah. Everyone of every walk of life can come in here and feel comfortable. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, um, this has definitely been our therapy and. It's definitely your field of dreams. Yeah, it, it, it is. I knew we built that they would come. Yeah, that's what and, he told me. And uh, I was like, you know, I'm a ride or die wife. So I was like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> so, you know, okay. Well, thank you so much thank again. Thank you so much. And uh, we will have your website linked in the in the description. Mm-hmm. And we will also have a link on our, our website as yep. well. You can purchase the books from our website, from her website. Please come down to the shop and get them. Um, if you know someone that would want them, have them come here and hang out and come support a local Alaskan author. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. You just listened to the Aegis Comics of Alaska's podcast. Don't forget, new episodes drop every week. For more info about Alaska's comic book shop, visit www.aegiscomicsalaska.com.